0: And we're
1: live. Welcome everybody to the Anthony Irwin show live edition here on Spaces. I'm Anthony Irwin as always joined in a second by uh, Aaron Larsoul here on this Tuesday afternoon. First off, apologies for the delay. I have a toddler and she loves uh nap time. It is just her favorite thing flat out to do. Uh so yeah, that's that was the reason for the delay today. Um, let's go ahead and and bring Aaron on here. Um, obviously everything that I just mentioned in the title, we are going to be touching on, but Aaron, I have, I have a really important question, uh, to start off you here with you. Okay. So, um, I asked this on Twitter here uh, a second ago and I was, I went through the the car wash. I, I took my car through the car wash and then on the, at the other side of the car wash, um, they offer the, the towel drying and tire service. Right. And this, uh, dude who was going to be, uh, drying my car, I saw him kind of off in the distance and he was eating flaming hot Cheetos. And, and I'm, I I need to know if, uh, it makes me a jerk that in the back of my, and I didn't say anything, but in the back of my mind, I was like, I don't know if that guy should be drying my
2: car. Okay. Oh, by the way, only you this. Would be, you're the only <laughs> person that, um, yeah, I mean, well, look, you're, you're, you're from this area, but in LA when, you know, they do the touchless car wash, every, not everybody, but a lot of people go stand there and watch the people finish up and, and, uh, and, pick out little spots, which is kind of weird to me. Like let them do their thing. Um, So I I can imagine you like standing there watching him and uh, no,
1: no, no, no. I'm in the car. I don't get out of the car. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like, I'm not that guy. I promise you. I am not that guy who would like, Hey, (laughs) you missed a spot there. Um, This is not okay. That is not me at all. My only thing here is like, uh, Hey, look, extend your extend your flaming hot cheeto break like just you know there are other people here there are sure. other people here who are gonna sure. be trying the car like it's well taken care of just go and enjoy your break man like do your thing over there we're good
2: yeah i mean yeah i mean i could maybe i'd want a little like hand sanitizer on there or go like just rinse, <laughs> rinse off right quick maybe yeah i, I could understand that
1: I, that's that's all i'm saying is like I, you know and i didn't say anything and like i wound up extending his break the, I think somebody spoke to him like, Hey man, look at your fingers. And he went, he wound off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> those, they, those, those flaming hot Cheetos will leave a residue. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not a chips thing. Like it's not, it's not a, like anybody who is eating chips. If you're eating like salt and vinegar chips, I'm going to sit there and say like, you know what, whatever. But you get the residue from a flaming hot Cheetos dust on your fingers. And uh, yeah, I, I, that's just not something I, I would like on my car. <laughs>
2: Okay. I think that's fair. (laughs) It seems like you handled it. Okay. Handle it. Okay. Yeah. I didn't didn't have to to do anything. anything. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Um,
1: All right. We'll we'll dive into the actual basketball conversation here. And this is something that as the rumor cycle has kind of continued, uh, I have thought more and more and more about, and um, Jovan Buha wrote uh, his latest report today, and in his tweet for it, he said on the um, increasing likelihood, or, or whatever the phrasing was, that the Lakers bring back Russell Westbrook, um, what teams are asking about, and why that would be a mistake. I agree with him that it would be a mistake. Uh, the, the initial phrasing made me really nervous, the idea that they might bring him back at all. Um, but I just want to ask in a general sense, not even specific here to the Lakers. Okay, But, Aaron, do you think that in 2022, and part of the math here is going to be the, uh, the caliber of teams out there in the NBA next year? Um, the Warriors are going to get better. The Mavericks are going to get better. Um, I would imagine the Celtics are probably going to get better. Clippers, Nuggets, getting their Clippers guys back. Yeah, right. So the, the the league, I think, next year is going to be better than it was this year. And I just want to ask you, like, do you think in 2022 slash 2023, you can win an NBA championship with Russell Westbrook on the books for $47 million?
2: So I think that's that's the part of it that matters. Because people are going to frame it like, can you win a championship with Russell Westbrook, uh, the player? And yes, yes, you can. Yes, you can. The problem is because of scarce resources, because of the salary cap, Um, I, he is going to be paid like he is a superstar, the best player on a championship team. Um, and he's just not, he's not that level of player anymore. So what that forces you to the concessions that that kind of money forces you to make and it's, and specifically, it's not just like you said this in a general question. It's not just about Russ. It's about, can you win a, at that high of, if you're paying somebody that much money, and you're not getting that kind of production, then it's very, very difficult to win. I think, so can you win with Russell Westbrook? Yes. Can you win with him as your whatever best player is the question? But when he's getting paid like he's the best player, or he's got one of the highest, whatever, five or so contracts in the league next year, it does create very, very difficult challenges in, in roster building. I think especially for the Lakers, because what Russ can still do, or at least really could coming into last season, in my opinion, was already too duplicative of LeBron James. And so I didn't think it made sense from that perspective. Um, so can can the Lakers win a title with Russell Westbrook? I think that's unlikely. Um, but... Then and, and actually, I saw you. I think you were, I think it was Andy with the Kamaninsky brothers you were having this conversation with. Um, I think that the open question is like, how much is it worth to get off of that contract and, and that player? And you know, I, I see some stuff going around about like it's just addition by subtraction, just him not being around is better. I disagree with that. Um, and I especially don't want to give up something of value going forward unless it makes the team materially better unless it unless you think it's going to help win a championship this coming season i don't know that it makes sense to attach things of value just to you know just to try to make you know like we don't like russ and you don't like whatever it's it's coming back like i don't think that makes a whole lot of sense if it can make you materially better Yeah, I think you give up stuff. If it can increase your championship odds by 2% or 5% or whatever, yes, I think it makes sense to give up future stuff for that. But um, maybe it was a long-winded answer. Yes, I still think you can win a championship with Russell Westbrook. I think it is very, very difficult to win a championship with Russell Westbrook making $47 million because of what that does in the rest of your roster building. So I would even go a step... So I.
1: You made it long-winded, and I, and I understand why. And there's nuances involved here. Um, and you pertained it specifically to the Lakers, and obviously, it makes sense to do that. Um, there's some discussion, like Magic Johnson was talking about. Hey, can you know what can the coach do? Can that coach sit Russell Westbrook down and get on the same page with Russ about what is needed from him and all of these things? And and like I understand where that sentiment is coming from, but didn't LeBron and AD do specifically that before they traded for him? Like that was, it was well reported that they yes. sat down and they, yes. and they discussed like who needs to sacrifice what, who needs to do this. Anthony Davis starting more at the five. LeBron James maybe working more off of the ball. Russell Westbrook being more productive off of the ball. What maybe it would look like defensively if, it, if, if they make it work. Um, they, they had that conversation. They were on the same page entering last season. And uh, even, to, even beyond the injuries, they looked very mediocre with Russ, AD, and LeBron on yeah. the court together at the same time. Um, now, some of that is like maybe over the course of the season, without the injuries, you get a little bit better because of reps and all of that. But still, like, from what we saw from AD, LeBron, and Russ out there at the same time, Like it, it it takes a special talent to make LeBron an AD pedestrian, and Russ did, and so like that's the part that I'm I'm hung up on when it comes to, you know, the Lakers potentially thinking about bringing him back, and I I think addition by subtraction is is a step too far in the opposite direction. Where like if the Lakers just told Russ to go home, if they bought him out, uh, and and there was no replacement there, then no, I don't think. Like, I, I think at that point there, you, the season might be more enjoyable, but the Lakers aren't a better team. Um, I, now, if you just send Russ out and you get a few players back, even if they're overpaid and they're just replacement level players, then I do think the Lakers are uh, not even marginally better, but just- wait, do, wait, wait. do you mean replacement level or do you mean rotation level? Even replacement level, like replacement, like just just like the the definition of mediocre is who you get back. You know, three contracts at about ten to fifteen million dollars each, um, whatever it takes to add up to Russ's 47. Like I think if you get those three players back, I do think the Lakers are materially better. Doesn't even matter who those players are. Like I would imagine players that at that are at that contract, I think just in terms of production, and fit with LeBron and AD um, would fit better than LeBron and then Russ did on his own last year. And part of it is approach, like the biggest part of it, honestly, is approach. That's the part that I'm the most concerned about is that Russ still clearly based on reports on how he handled being held accountable in film sessions. Um, based on those reports, I get, he, he isn't interested in being coached. He, he, isn't, he wasn't interested in making those sacrifices to play winning basketball. And so so long as that remains the case and he's making the amount of money that he is, I I think I'm willing to just say flatly no. Like doesn't matter if it's if he went to the Warriors, doesn't matter if he went to whoever they face in the finals, doesn't matter if he's playing with LeBron and AD. I don't think you can win a championship in 2022-23 with him making that much money and continuing to approach the sport the way that he does. I just that's not something I can see as as possible. Um, based on what we saw last year, and based on his general approach to the sport and what he seems to care the most about, as
2: you hear him talk about himself playing the sport. Yeah, so uh, a lot there. So uh, a few points. Um, yeah. As it relates to the leaks about, like maybe keeping Russ around, um, and you've talked about this. Uh, I don't know if we talked about it on the hook, but you've I've, I've seen you. Uh, I think on on, on lowdowns you, you mentioned this mm-hmm. maybe a week or two ago, where like if you are bluffing, basically you better be right. Um, yeah,
1: or somebody has I, to believe you,
2: right? Like if you're what trying I, to what, gain what, leverage, somebody has to believe, right? You. And it, but it, and it does only take one. It only takes one team. Again, and we, I've said this a bunch, and I keep saying this. Like, I, I said this about Jeannie when her comments, uh, last maybe a week ago or so, two weeks ago, uh, in the Platschke article. A lot of this is what are they supposed to say? Like, even if they're they everybody involved wants Russ gone, what are they supposed to say? You're supposed to say, hey, these are the ways in which we can make it work because you don't want to. Even if the Lakers are desperate to, you're going to do whatever you can do to not appear desperate, right? That's just like standard negotiating. So, and then if you were going to take that a step farther and say, to try to double down on it and pr- provide some evidence, you say, well, here are the ways in which we think it can work. What needs to happen to make it work? Do I suspect that, that a coach could sit rust down and figure it out? No, I don't. This was the same thing I said last year, which why I was not in favor of the trade to begin with. There are ways in which it could work, but there is no evidence to suggest Russ w- is willing to do those things to make it work. Right. So that was my stance before he got here. It is still my stance. And then stance. last year happened. <laughs> it is still my stance. But yeah. yes, but 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 if, if you want to take a purple and gold colored glasses to this. Perhaps do I think this is likely? I want I want to give this caveat. Do I think this is likely? No, I do not. However, it is perhaps possible, if you want to view it with purple and gold colored glasses, that how he played before and those meetings that he had before with LeBron and AD, and they did have those, and they came to some you know great meeting of the minds about how it was all going to work, and it did not. Perhaps how bad last season went could be the impetus behind him making change. Do I suspect that? No. But if you want to view it in a positive light, you could say, well, shit, like, we thought it was going to work. You're saying, right, you have, you." this gives you pause because they were supposedly had figured it out last year. They said they did. What is a coach going to do sitting him down now going to change? I agree with you, probably nothing. But it is possible that the disaster of a season that last year was could be the the actual thing that causes change because certainly change if they are going to if russ is going to be back to make it the best you can make it obviously he needs to adjust his game is he willing to do so there's no evidence that he is but that is a reason you could say maybe he will
1: what would like short of because this is this is the the central issue at hand here right it with with even the notion of bringing him back short of him getting in a training camp and then playing and and doing those little things is there anything that he can say that would show you um or a way that he could say it that would show you or anybody listening yeah he has made the adjustments to his approach and thus i am more comfortable
2: bringing him back no nothing it doesn't matter what he yeah. says doesn't. What any of them say don't. That none of it matters. You can't. It, we talked about this. Um, I I want to say it was our first hook uh, prior to last season, and you asked me what, like, why would training camp matter? And the Lakers were getting beat up in training camp. I think they went zero six in training camp. And I said none of this matters mm-hmm. because the three guys aren't playing together. I think LeBron played one preseason game. And what I told you is. We're not going to know anything until the, the bullets start flying, right? Because there is so much muscle memory in the way that all of the guys play, that everybody plays, that is that good at basketball their whole life. They've been playing their whole life, and they do it the way they do it. There is so much muscle memory in that and routine in that. You're not going to learn anything until there's real pressure applied, and then people revert back to what's comfortable for them, which we yeah. saw over and over and over you know, with Russ this year. So no, like I don't. Nobody saying anything is going to matter. We've heard it all before, and we won't know that it actually works until there is some time where they feel pressure on a basketball floor, and then they you can actually see if changes happen. No, there's nothing that anybody can say that would make me feel any better or worse about what it would look like if he's back next year. Do you think LeBron would ever
1: tweet out the clip of Stephen A. Smith saying we've been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray? run amok, flat out deceived.
0: I do not.
2: I do not.
1: <laughs> that would be the most viral tweet of all time, right? Like when he asked for a Q&A and somebody asked like, hey, after the conversation you had with Russ and how the season went, just send one Stephen A. Smith clip to, to describe how last season, how you felt about last season. If he sent that clip out there, it would be his
2: most viral tweet of all time, right? It would have. Uh, yeah. I mean, yes, probably. But the other <laughs> thing about LeBron is LeBron is generally not that direct.
1: Yeah. So we need, we need Josiah to take over his Twitter account. Just just for just to send off that tweet and and, and just see how it goes. That's all I want. Uh, yeah, I'm not going I'm going to not go to work that day. So
2: um, <laughs> that, that week.
1: <laughs> um, all right. I want to open this up because, you know, uh, Aaron and I are, are on, are, are pretty close to the same page here. If you have requested to speak and you are on the other side of this conversation where you think that, uh, that you think that the Lakers or somebody can win a championship with Russell Westbrook, making as much as he's making right now, do the the raise hand emoji and I'll, I'll call you up. Um, in the meantime, until we find somebody who, who lands on that side of, of, um, this thing, I, I want to ask Aaron, like what, what would, what are the little things? Cause you know, for those who are listening, there's a lot of conversation, like we touch on the generalities of the point, like what it would, you know, what Russ would have to do to actually make it work or whatever. Um, all right, Mac, I'm going to bring you up here in a second. Um, what would, what would those little things look like for that Russ would have to do to make it work?
2: The same things he would have had to do last year to make it work. Uh, he would have to use his size and athleticism to be a useful defensive player and an attentive defensive player, and then he would have to have some utility off the ball on offense. Because I, I, I like again, this is why, this is why I think specifically for the Lakers, Russ is problematic, or really, it's not just about Russ, Right? Like, even, even I think John Wall would be John Wall's a better off the ball shooter, but like I just, as far as asset allocation, resource allocation, I don't want to spend a bunch of my limited resources mm-hmm. on somebody who does what I want LeBron doing when the games matter anyway. So, yeah, he would have to find some way to be useful off the ball on offense, and he would have to use his still considerable athleticism. And his pretty good size for the position as a point guard to be useful on defense. There's no evidence th- that he's going to do either of those things. He is capable of doing those things. But Physically. there's no e- yes, correct. Yeah. There's no evidence that he's going to. Yeah.
1: What do you think of Russ's basketball IQ? This is something I always kind of go back and forth about. Yeah, that's um I, so here's the Mac. Thing. I promise
2: I'll call on you here in a second. All right. So uh, I here's, promise here's, I'll here's, the, here's the himself. like. I'll make it, I'll make it quick so you get to Mac. I think it is difficult to separate. I think his basketball IQ is high, but he also seems to lack some self awareness on the basketball court. So it is difficult to extract those two things from each other. Hmm. I think I think he knows the game. I just think he has been very successful doing it his way, and he has been thus far unwilling to to do it any way other than his way. But he obviously knows the game. Yeah. Well, like, I,
1: I, and to be clear, when I ask about like you know that basketball IQ and stuff, I'm not asking it in comparison to like myself or anybody who is listening to this conversation. I'm asking about that compared to NBA levels. What a point guard has to be. IQ wise to be successful in the NBA. So like when we, I, it's always talked about like Luca's conditioning, right. Or James Harden's conditioning. It's, it's not a conversation about like, yeah, that guy is in terrible right. shape.
2: It's, it's it's compared to other superheroes. Yeah. Compared to, yeah. <laughs> Compa- compared to right. what
1: they need, what, what James Harden needs to be coming into the league, um coming off of the off season compared to what Luka Doncic needs to be coming in off of the off season. Like those guys have historically been out of shape. All right. Um, let's go to Mac. Mac, I want to know uh, how why is it that you think uh, Russell Westbrook making forty seven million
0: dollars can win a championship next year? Well, so I forgot the guy's name that was just speaking. I think it was Aaron. Aaron. But uh-huh. Yeah, sorry. Uh, so he kind of alluded to my point. So like my thinking is this. So last year, in my opinion, and you can correct me if you disagree. I think last year was a was a humbling season for Russell. Mm-hmm. I felt like he came into the season. Um, I, I guess you asked the question, what could he say? Could he say anything to make you change your mind? And I don't know if you guys remember, but in the preseason, he had a bunch of turnovers. And the reporters asked him, hey, do you think your turnovers are cause for concern? And he said, I don't care. I'll turn that bitch over 15, 20 times if I want to. I don't know if you guys remember that clip. But yep. that once once he said that, I said, this dude, I don't think it's going to work. That raised a red flag for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that ended up being the the theme of the season, his turnovers, right? Last – this season, this past season was a humbling season for him. So, if he comes in with a renewed mindset, I do think it could work. Like Aaron said, if he finds ways to be useful off the ball, cutting, um, just keeping it, you know, on defense – being a pest. I I do think Russ, even at his age, still has the skills to be a solid defensive player. So if he finds ways to be useful, I do think that they could have a better season. They could win a championship, depending on other pieces, depending on what else they do. But I think the fact that this season, this past season humbled him, I think that makes a big difference. In my opinion, I'm not Russell. I can't speak for his mindset. But I I felt like he thought we put these big names together and shit is going to work. And that was not the case. And I think what he said to LeBron and AD at that secret meeting that they had, I do think that he may have meant that. He may have intended to make sacrifices, but once he got to L.A. and all the hype, you know, he got caught up in the hype, and he felt like, well, shit, my name is Russell Westbrook. That's AD and us, LeBron. We can just just go ahead and make this work, and that wasn't the case. But I think him being humble will have a renewed mindset. I do think, depending on what coach they bring in and what position they put him in to succeed, I do think – He'll be more willing to um, to take a step back because he didn't take a step back at all last season. I think I do think this year he'll be more willing to listen. That's just that's just my opinion. I'm, I'm a very optimistic person. Um, that's just my opinion. No,
1: no, no, I, I, I. You know what, Mac? That is the only case that I think I would be able to hear out and and like understand where that's coming from. The notion of the humility, the crow that comes from, like the, the amount of crow that he had to eat last year right. as his hometown crowd is booing him. Um, I know he doesn't like the name Westbrook, right? And, and, and he's having um, people in, you know, who root for a team that he grew up rooting for, saying that to him. I thought it was really kind of telling at the end of the season when he was asked about uh, hey, what what do you you know did it did it hurt that much more playing for the Lakers and and the dreams that you talked about before the season and he like wouldn't have any of the question like that by not answering the question or by not wanting to hear the question, that to me answered the question. So like if if you're if something were was to inspire um, that type of of foundational growth, I think last season would be it. Aaron, do you think Russ is, like you just, uh, like a minute ago, talked about a lack of self-awareness on the court. Do you think he's self-awareness to take that, take the lessons that last season's humbling might have, like should have taught him?
2: I mean, (laughs) I'm going to (laughs) like, the answers with Russ seem to be, it just like keeps being the same, depending on what, like basically no matter what the question is, is it possible? Yes. Yeah. Do, do I expect it? No. Yeah. Like that. it's tough because, you know,
1: and, and this should be the disclaimer over the, the, the big bright light disclaimer over all of this conversation. So like, I I don't know Russell Westbrook on any real level. So like trying to get into his mind and, and figure out where this is coming from. I, I I can't do that. I literally cannot do that. But what I can do is, and I think what Mac is doing there is saying like just from a human on a human level, the average human being would go through last season and you would hope learn something from it and change your general approach to the sport. Um, but like Aaron, the fact that the fact that you're saying like, is it possible? Would I bet on it? No. Like that to me is <laughs> the no sounds really, really loud there. The no is the loudest part of that sentence. Like I I, I wouldn't bet on it either. And And that's what the Lakers would essentially be betting on if they bring him back. That's a sense. Like, yeah, but part of it though.
2: Yeah. But part of it is, I mean, the other, the other part of this is it's not like a trade for him just doesn't happen in a vacuum. Right. There's there, there are going to be other costs associated with that. So it's kind of a, a risk tolerance and a risk management thing, right? Like, what are you getting? Are you getting something back for him that makes the team materially better next year if it is going to like if, if you could just like trade Russ for, as you're saying, like you know, multiple two or three, maybe they're overpriced guys, but some guys that can play a little bit role players or whatever. I don't think there's anybody that's gonna be against that. Right. but it, if if the if it's the choice is gonna be somebody who like, Maybe is hurt all the time, and maybe isn't better than Russ anyway. And you're going to have to throw something on top of that, and take on longer-term money. It's it becomes a a different conversation. Right? There's going to be some things you're willing to do, and some things you're not willing to do, depending on the cost.
0: Mac, would you run it back? So what he he made a great point. Aaron made a great point. So for me, um, I guess my my statement was under I was under the impression that I don't I don't believe they could find a good package. I mm-hmm. personally I like the the Brogdon, Buddy Hill package. That's just my personal opinion. If that deal was on the table, um minus a pick, I would, I would take that deal. Um because it fits, you, you get shooting and you get a ball handler. Um and I like the I guess the the recipe they had in the championship season with just Bron and AD and a bunch of solid role players. I think they went away from that recipe too soon in the following season. If I could find a trade similar to that. I would take that with no problem, but I'm not giving Russ away just because they know that we're desperate and that we want to get away from it. And I think that teams are not going to offer. I don't, first of all, I don't think there's very many teams that want Russ based off of last season. But oh, that's for that, sure. Yeah. So I think <laughs> the teams that yeah. do want him, they're going to lowball the Lakers. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. if I, like you said, if I have to take something just to take it, I'm not going to do it. If I have to run it back maybe until the All Star break, I would wait until the All Star break to see how things look. And then try to trade them because as we know, every season around all-star break, you know, rumors start swirling, players get unhappy, you know, that's the best time to unload them. But for me personally, I would run it back until the all-star break to see, use that as my measuring stick. And if it doesn't work, if if Russ is still playing the exact same way he played last season, I would ship him out of here and really quickly. So I'm in the military um, Mm -hmm. and my commander is from um, California. I forgot what part. And he is, he was so, so excited for Russ to come to LA. Like he was super excited. And just to see like the shame, as soon as I mentioned, you know, we talk <laughs> about basketball, he just gets, so, his moves just goes from 10 to zero. The minute I mentioned his name. Yeah. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. that's telling from somebody who's from California, I can only imagine how the fans that are, and I'm stationed in Georgia, he's not in California right now, so I can only imagine how the fans feel that are actually in California that go to the game, so Russ has a lot of making up to do, whether or not he, I don't, I, I, it's just scary because Russ, you know, the, the the mentality that he doesn't care about anything, that has worked in his favor for such a long time when he was in OKC, you know, people yeah. loved him for, for being himself, not giving a fuck, excuse my language, for what anybody thought, but now that's kind of working against him, you know what I mean. So I think he has to he has to care what people think. He and if he does that, I do think just better shot selection would have helped a lot last season. You know, uh, I just think if he has a little bit of self awareness, I do think this, they could play a lot better depending on what pieces they they put. So to answer your question, I will run it back until All Star break and then kind of see where to go from there. If that makes sense,
1: Aaron, what, what do you think of that approach? The the notion of hey. You know, maybe it, 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 if it improves, what's the upside to it improving? Like, if it if it does improve, is the best iteration of the Lakers with Russ bought in and, and the Lakers improving that way? Or is the best iteration of the Lakers with LeBron and AD as the two central stars with role
2: players that hopefully fit a little bit better? Well, that's, uh, I mean, it's... <laughs> If Russ is going to be one of those role players, then fine. But what is what is the best iteration of the Lakers? Look, if you have LeBron and AD and they're healthy, you have a chance. Um, and I agree with your assessment that, well, just let's talk about the West right now. Like, Dallas, like, do you think Dallas, this Dallas team is materially better than, I mean, obviously they had a much better season. But if you look at just talent on paper, the Lakers have more talent than Dallas. So At the top I of the roster, sure. But there is a no, but like, but who who are all these great like five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten guys on Dallas's roster? They're getting obliterated by the Warriors because they don't have any guys. They're
1: getting sure. compared to Wayne Ellington. They're getting they
2: compared to Kent Bazemore. Like, I,
1: I, sure, sure, those guys but are. If you, <laughs> they're five, six, 9 guys are worlds Better, yes,
2: yes, they are. But my point is, this Dallas team is like not any kind of dominant juggernaut. And I agree with you that the West is going to be better next year, right? The Denver and the Clippers getting their guys back from injury. The Warriors probably should be better also. But the point is, I don't think that there is no, even in the whole NBA, but we'll just keep it to the West. There isn't that, you know, Warriors dynasty team from a while back. There isn't any, even like those Cleveland teams that LeBron was on, there is nobody that is just terrifying. Like you say, like, we don't have a chance here. So I think the NBA is more open than it has been I mean, certainly in recent memory. So the best iteration of the Lakers, I think, gives you a chance. Would I pick the Lakers to win anything? No. But I think the best iteration of the Lakers still has a chance to do something meaningful. With or without Russ, though? Like, either way? Part, I mean, yes. If Russ is going to be this, you said, like LeBron, AD, mm-hmm. and role players. If Russ is going to be the role player, yeah, Russ can't use as many possessions as he was using last year. Period. It doesn't work. Um, but, and and I don't know, like, with or without Russ, well, that's also, that's a sliding scale, because what are you getting for him? And I don't, like, unless you have that answer, who knows?
1: Yeah. No, I mean, that's, that's always the... the, the...